Hello and welcome to the New City Podcast, where we exist to renew the Quad Cities by restoring the health of its people. I am Jarek Bakken here with Dr. Alex Arguello, and oh, I do this all the time. This is our friend Kim, and you pronounce Kim's last name as Stumpf. Very good. With the with the P and the F. Yeah. Stumpf. Yeah. Great. Kim, Still sounds like a bad hairball. Kim Stump. Is it is it Kimberly or is it Kim? Technically, birth Kimmy? certificate, it says Kimberly. I've responded vaguely to Kimmy. <laughs> Although I feel like I'm back at, like, you know, facts of life, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and like, uh, it's great. So Kim is one of our members here at the gym. Um, but if you can see that it might be small on the image and if you're listening to the audio, you definitely can't see the image. Um, Kim's got a glorious little plate of chocolates here because you sell chocolates. I do. Uh, tell us about what you do. So, um, when COVID hit, I had no idea that I was going to be starting a second business. And so um, I was kind of thrown into the deep end by some friends. They said, hey, you should fill out the application for indoor booth space, which is a highly coveted spot. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. Filled it out. And then lo and behold, they're like, you've got two weeks to pull it together and sell your stuff. And I was like, what? Oh. So let's back up. Indoor, in, what does indoor booth space mean? The indoor f- uh, freight house farmer's adjust market. Adjust your microphone. Nice. Don't mind me. Look at that. Now you can really feel like you're flying an airplane. There it is. Look at that. <laughs> and it's way clearer. Um, so I had on the application filled out for doing plants and chocolates. And Sorry, I, the, the freight house you said? Yep. Yeah. And I had watched a YouTube video because I had a vague knowledge of how to work with molds. And, you know, I didn't want to be a conventional truffle where you roll them. I was not going to spend my days rolling Uh a whole bunch of chocolate balls. That's just, (laughs) it's not going to happen. So um, two weeks later, I had four truffles and um, two of them being the keto line. Cool. So, okay. So if you don't have the context of the Davenport Farmer's Market, it's a really cool deal, by the way. Do you guys experience much as far as farmer's markets go in like different areas? Mm-hmm. Yes. I feel like this is really good, like right. what we have here, right? Yep. Yeah. So the Davenport Farmer's Market is top notch. Um, what she's referring to, coveted space, <laughs> indoor space, is it's connected to this building that also has indoor space amongst the massive amounts of outdoor space. So you get approached by somebody from there. You have friends who are in there already. So I had spent the whole year and a half prior working for my buddy who owns uh, Renegade Kombucha Agricultured Foods. Got it. And had been helping work her space on the side. Got it. And so you get to know all the different vendors and the powers to be. And she just so happened to be also the executive president for the farmer's market board. Okay. So, so you basically, I got thrown (laughs) underneath the bus. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) They, they said, Hey, we've got this space and they were just like, you should do something here. Correct. And And it was just like a slow titration. So over that course of the year and a half, 
I got random hints that I should have, that I'm apparently too obtuse to realize. The, um, oh, you, you know, mm-hmm. we should really get somebody who does chocolate in here. Oh, we oh. should get somebody who does plants in here. Oh, we should do. And it happened. And I you know, only now in hindsight, which is 2020, realized that this. <laughs> got it. Was what they were kind of prepping my brain for. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So, so <laughs> you. Manipulation. Yeah. The finest. All right. Just so you drips. were you had the inn with the freight house, correct? Because you had been there. They also saw this gap in of the, potential. This gap in the marketplace, saying, "Hey, somebody should sell some chocolates." Hey, we don't have any of these boutiques. Have you seen any of your plants? <laughs> They're just as cool as the chocolates. <laughs> um, like literally, my wife got this thing that. Uh, just what you were telling me about the other day. Yeah. That you got in. There's it, it, no no dirt. Yeah. The air plants. It's, yeah. it's just it's it's just exists. <laughs> I don't really understand it. Um, okay, so so they say we need some. We've got this space. Somebody needs to fill the hole. Off offer these <laughs> things in this place. And they said you should do it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and you said sure. And I said, oh yeah, yeah. This will probably never happen. <laughs> Click and send. <laughs> Okay, so then, so you you like got approval for this space to run a business that doesn't exist. Correct. How do you how do you go from there to selling chocolate? Um, it was a whole lot of holy crap and sleepless nights, you know. And already as a small business owner, you don't sleep a whole lot, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of hair pulling, and so. Um, with help of a couple friends, I got the booth space totally, and they were the other vendors, got it all as far as pulled together and outfitted, mm-hmm. and then um, dropped some COVID money on a whole bunch of plant oh, orders. Bucks. I know. I, I used them, man. And um, then I really started researching uh, what clean chocolate looked like yeah. and really um, flavor for me is huge and having flavor plus it actually like look good and taste good is my bag Mm -hmm. and so um the first one that i came across was lily's and that's pretty much everybody's kind of Mm go-to um but there was a couple ingredients in there especially the soy lecithin Mm -hmm. that was just tripping my trigger Mm -hmm. a little too much and um it's expensive yeah and mm-hmm. that was just not working for my brain. And so then I came across Who Kitchen. Yeah. And I was like, oh. And they have the Who Gems. And I bought a couple bags and a, pretty much all their bars. Sure. And tried them all in comparison to Lily's. And it was like night and day. Yeah. And with Who Kitchen's chocolates, they're um, no soy lecithin. It's about the cleanest chocolate you can possibly find on the market today. Mm-hmm. And... Um, it's it's family owned, mm-hmm. and they they come out of New York, and they're like an awesome creation story of their own. Yeah, um, and it's I think it's uh, GMO free, uh, kosher. It's like all the buttons sure. yeah. and stuff, and it tempers beautifully, and it turned into like magical mm-hmm. stuff where I didn't have to really. Um, work that hard, so I felt kind of like I was cheating <laughs> when I started this. Um, and yeah, like it hit all the marks for what keto and paleo sure. should fall under. Sure. Yeah. 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 Right. So like, that's one of the reasons why we're 
super excited about this is we, we talk about our principles of health all the time and the you know besides the main one of to obtain health give the body what it needs to stay away from what it doesn't the very next one is eat real food most of the time and so <laughs> when we see people doing things like making these treats that when we look at the marketplace most of the chocolate we can buy is full of things that we're not calling real food. So then to see somebody that's doing that with only real food ingredients, like bingo, bango, bongo, we got something we want to talk about here. Yeah. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay. So let's, let's like even step back further. What gets you to the point where you say, if I'm going to have a little chocolate stand this is the type of chocolate i'm gonna make right how how, how do you yeah, yeah why did you care about why, clean chocolate yeah right yeah right so um with my last kiddo i had gotten gestational diabetes and it was pretty wicked and um you know anything with sugar spikes it spiked mine mm-hmm. off the charts mm-hmm. and i i like I love chocolate, right. <laughs> you know, and it also made a lot of stuff unavailable to me. Sure. And so, um, I've gone through several of different chocolatiers in the area and their sugar free stuff pales in comparison sure. to like their regular stuff. Mm-hmm. And it, ta- it had a horrible aftertaste or it was, um, it just tasted like cardboard. It was not fantastic. It was not a great, f- mm-hmm. it wasn't worth my money sure. to take the risk that it would spike my blood sugar. Right. And like, it's terrible. Yeah, it would taste terrible. Like, <laughs> like, why would I spend my money? Yeah. And it was so disappointed because it seemed like every option out there that was low carb, low sugar was just not flavorful. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, yeah. Like, why would you buy a crappy ribeye? Yeah, <laughs> sure. You know, it's just not, you know, and you're going to spend that money and you're going to get a crappy Aldi ribeye. It's like, oh, party fall. So, yeah. um, that's kind of what my motivation was. If I was going to do something, I wanted it to be, you know, I, not like M&Ms where I felt like I was going to like gorge on a whole pound mm-hmm. and still not feel satisfied. But then my sugar was off the charts for probably the next two weeks and I'd have to refrain from eating any sugar for the next two weeks. Mm-hmm. So um, with Who's Chocolate, it's a 70% dark chocolate and dark chocolate has also been shown to satiate you better and so you could, in essence, really only need one, which is really a funny concept, but you could only <laughs> have one, but it sits on your tongue so nicely mm-hmm. and the flavor profile just sits so nicely that you really don't feel like it's a crack habit and you need to pop another one in right away sure. to, to like keep that sensation going. And that was important to me because yeah. if you're on a modified diet plan mm-hmm. or eating plan, then you kind of want to have that. Yeah. 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 That's big. I mean, so what you're talking about, the chocolate, um, that's right in alignment with what we try to teach about our fifth nutritional, um, principle as far as, you know, we say that there's going to be times on occasion where you're going to eat something regardless of nutritional value. Right. So you're going to have pizza, you're going to have donuts, you're going to have ice cream, whatever it may be. But we would say, not only would, would you want to choose to do that during times of celebration or times where you're with other people that are doing the same thing, but you also want to have good pizza, right? You also want to have right. the best donuts in the town, whatever yeah. you can right. Instead of just saying, okay, I'm just going to have something that's not 
good for me, that's toxic for me, um, and regardless of taste, right? That's that's that would be a huge waste um, of of participating in that that yeah. fifth principle. So what, that's what you're saying about chocolate, right? If I'm going to have this stuff, if it's going to spike my blood sugar, you know, if it's this cheat thing that people talk about, then it better it better let's, taste let's good. Do it right, <laughs> right. right. I'm yeah. not going to waste my time with something <laughs> completely bitter. Yeah. Um, that's still going to do negative things for my health. Right. And what's what's so funny though is that when we also pursue the things that end up tasting the best, a lot of times they end up being much cleaner, higher quality things to begin with, right? So if you compare like the made from scratch pizza place to, you know, Pizza Hut and in Papa John's, like the the list of ingredients that are going into this place over here compared to everything that's mass produced over here, like it's going to be night and day night and day. As far as the, the first principle eating real food. Right. And then like we're ending up with something that's more enjoyable in the end, like regardless. So it's like, why bother? (laughs) Right. Isn't Papa John's better ingredients, better pizza? Oh, right, right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But what's funny is, you know, your perspective in in my journey with food and my relationship with food um, in a just survive mode, Mm -hmm. it was get something in to survive. Yeah. And And that was it. And so it was less about is this clean? Is this healthier? I'm, is it grass fed, grass finished the whole nine yards. And so, um, I can see where the conundrum is in being trapped into this mindset of, I just need to put something in to fill the hole Mm -hmm. and fill the void so Mm -hmm. that I can carry on in in life and stuff. Whereas now it's progressed to, you are what you eat, you know, tongue and very tongue in cheek. However, at the same time, um, let, let's make it at least worthwhile. Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's worth the money because mm-hmm. now I definitely know what's the effort on the back end mm-hmm. and stuff. And so it's, it's way more worth. And I'm, you know, and I've seen family members who are still stuck on. Yeah. But I'm, maintaining and I'm hanging in there and I'm right. filling a hole right. and what does it really matter? And it's just yeah. like, Oh, but yeah. <laughs> <Can we? laughs> There's yeah. a lot there we could dive into. A ton there, right? Do you want to finish up with the chocolate <laughs> stuff? Uh, uh. <laughs> so I'll tell you about the flavors of chocolates that <laughs> yeah. I offer because yeah, let's do that. life is about variety and such. And so, um, my peanut butter and jelly is actually peanut earth. I know, right? And stuff. Like, I can't eat peanut butter and jelly anymore. It makes me really sad. Um, So I took Earth Balance's uh, peanut butter coconut blend, and I put that, and I was like, where's the jelly component going to come into play? And so I use a freeze-dried Concord grape that I pulverize into oblivion, and I mix the two together, and that's my play. So you're getting a texture and a very slight hint of the Concord grape because obviously it's freeze-dried. But it's my five-year-old's most favorite thing ever. Like, he goes, I like this better than Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. I was like, yay! And these are smaller, and he doesn't go for the entire bag of Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Like, he'll have maybe two. And he walks away and I'm like, oh, science project yeah. win. Yeah. Um, the, I call it my dude chocolate. 
so I, I got like whiskey in there. Or something? I wish. <laughs> Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> but it does go good with whiskey. <laughs> Not that I know. Um, I, I like supporting local, other local businesses. Cause mm-hmm. again, sourcing local is, is really cool in my brain. And so Shears smoked beef bacon made it into my beef bacon truffle and stuff. Whoa. Um, my again my friend from agriculture had introduced me to beef bacon which i like i love bacon anyway but then beef bacon is a cut off of the brisket mm-hmm. cut of meat and they turn it into bacon like it's the most magical thing ever on the planet i've never heard of this it's Why have I never it's heard of this? fantastic it's you know so again the lowest carb count ever on the planet i think mm-hmm. it's a carb Sure. Yeah. And I keep the fat in there because you should. And I pop it in the mold and it's magic. And so um, I played with the ratio of how much meat to to chocolate. So instead of like the traditional um, candied bacon is Mm -hmm. where it's super sweet. There's a ton of sugar involved with this. This is savory. Yeah. So it does lift up the notes from a really good whiskey. Yeah. and stuff it it's just again all about the flavor like yeah. it should sit and be happy a lot of people are like beef bacon and i'm like salty joy and chocolate come on um then i really just wanted to keep traditional in the sense of a caramel and uh-huh. so this is i use walden farms um caramel in there and so there's really no joy with that um <laughs> it tastes good but we'll just leave it at that um <laughs> Then I I like almond joys, but I hate how sugary regular almond joys are. Sure. So I went with um, 100% dairy free, and I do coconut everything. So it's a coconut cream, coconut sugar, shredded unsweetened coconut flakes, mm-hmm. and then organic almond extract, and you've got your Boom. almond joy. Yeah. Boom. But it's the densest one mm-hmm. out of all the truffles and stuff so like again it sits really nice and you're like coconut chocolate and it's just really good then um because of another chiropractor in our office he had mentioned barucas nuts he was like have you heard of this and i'm like dude are are you kidding (laughs) what in the world did you just tell me and um sure enough darren olin which you guys have mentioned in our prior uh Uh podcast um founded this company and he's all about ethically sourced and replenishing the earth and having the highest densest food possible. Mm -hmm. And there's the Baruchas nuts. Yeah. (laughs) And so, um, I did uh, nut butter with that and just threw it in the mold and called it a day. And it's got this really fun taste. I know you guys have tried it before. Yeah. That's the one that is like the closest. I mean, I've had all the different nut butters and all this stuff and it's like nothing is quite as magical as peanut butter and that's the close i would say that's the closest one yeah so if you don't if you can't do peanuts like this is a really great second yeah 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 really good really good cool so how do you sell these things is it like coming up by the individual piece like valentine's day thing not i'm not that cool yet yeah (laughs) yeah containers are expensive go figure yeah (laughs) packaging man um so i sell it by the piece um or i've been doing six for 20 okay yeah cool Cool. nice yeah individuals are a little bit of a package yeah and And i guess i guess like magic yeah. yeah. So if you weren't really wanting to pi- kind of pull it back and then also have like it sit and and enjoy, mm-hmm. um, freezing is a great option. Um. So so I guess while we're on this topic, before we leave this topic, you are selling at the at the farmers market 
on Saturday mornings, the normal farmer's market time. That's the only time that I ever go down there, but they exist at other times. What other times are you there? <laughs> so in standard farmer's market season for outdoors, it's um, May until the end of October. Mm-hmm. And that includes a Saturday from 8 to 1, and then Sunday 10 to 2, and then Wednesday evenings 4 to 8. Once we clear past October, it shifts to um, Saturday, Sunday only until we hit January. Mm-hmm. And then we go after January, we only do Saturdays. Got it. Yeah. Got it. And then at October, it's only inside. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Correct. Right. Got it. Yep. Because the cool. indoors are open year round minus January because January sucks. Yeah. Cool. So yeah. in other words, you can always find Kim on Saturdays for chocolate. Yeah. There we go. Truth. There we go. <laughs> cool. But is that the only way that you tell them? You don't do any sort of like people can't you don't have like a website or something they can go to and order things? No. And um, part of the reasoning behind that was because um, the farmer's market had decided uh, with the onset of COVID to do a market to go to be able to offer um, online shopping and curbside pickup. Mm -hmm. And so like that really kind of slowed me and I wanted to kind of see how that behaved, that market behaved. Mm -hmm. And um, like I replaced what I would have been making with massages Oh, wow. During the winter season and stuff. And so I was like, maybe I don't need a website. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Okay. So have you found, have you been able to do enough research on, is this like mainly repeat people that just continue to buy your stuff? Or are you getting our new people finding out about you all the time? Or Some of the new people are coming through and stuff. They see the plants first and then it draws them in. And then they're like, oh, oh, what's what's that? (laughs) Sure. But I'm also doing another line, which is wine-based truffles, and I use the booth next to me, and they're also good winery, and I use um, five or six of their different wines, and also use the Who chocolate as the base, mm-hmm. and create a whole line of truffles. So they're also a vehicle for pushing people towards sure. my chocolates and sure. that's worked out really well to where now um, they requested that I help them stock their home base cool. in Dyersville with cool. my chocolates and stuff. And that's been a really good response. Yeah. So in a way, um, other companies are driving that yeah. attention to me, which has been awesome. Cool. Right. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Sweet. Very yeah. cool. Sweet. Hey guys, I need to interrupt real quick. Just to remind you that the show is brought to you by New City Fitness. I'll make this really simple. If you are tired of living a life that is limited the way your body looks, feels, or performs, we want to help you. If this is you, just go to newcity.fitness slash start and sign up for a time to talk to one of our coaches. Um, <clears throat> next question as a segue, how often do you color your hair? <laughs> <laughs> um, every eight weeks. Was it last night? Because it's very vibrant today. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was last week. Okay, last week. Last Mostly week. because I refuse to wash my hair often, so the color stains longer. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Okay. So one thing you mentioned in there that I think will be a good segue into kind of part two of this conversation. Um, you talked about, uh, like, so you got into this stuff because... Um, well, in, into the, 
just looking at personal eating and stuff, you felt like you needed to eat to just fill the void, right? There's there's this gap here that only food can fill, right? And regardless of what it is, we need this to survive, right? Let's now take that and contrast it with a very recent event. Um, Folks that are listening here, Kim... (laughs) Um, completed her very first in her lifetime 36-hour fast where she Whoa. where she didn't eat anything, and she's still not sitting. even the beef bacon thing. <laughs> <laughs> she's still she's still sitting here and um, with a smile on her face even, <laughs> and basically proved that uh, belief system to be false. Yeah. Right. Yes. Right. So. Uh, let's dig in a little bit about like kind of where you've been maybe more recently and kind of, um, like what, what your own personal health journey has been. So, I mean, we could, we could start as far back as you'd like to uh, maybe if the, the last pregnancy is a good place to start or like. There's so many different transition points. Yeah, you choose where to jump in there. <laughs> so my family, um, so we grew up in the Chicagoland area. And so my family was very much, uh, my dad came from a farming family. So it was very much, you know, balanced diet, but always veggies, always fruit, mm-hmm. always, um, you know, American kind of diet and such, which there was nothing wrong. Um we, we kind of joke with my mom saying that, you know, we have salads, three meals a day and, and such. And that was, that was growing up. So when I um, got married for the first time, that husband was very much refined foods. Okay. Everything came out of a box or a can. Mom sure. was not a super fantastic cook. Um, it's sometimes scary. And, but Everything was processed. Sure. My brain didn't really know how to compute that because we didn't grow up on mac and cheese. Sure. <laughs> like, or tuna helper. Sure. Um, and so I had to kind of back him off mm-hmm. of that. And uh, we had a very limited budget. And so, you know, young military couple family. And, sure. You know, the commissary is kind of like your godsend. And yeah. there became a lot more boxed ready-made stuff right out of convenience and what our budget can handle right um had my first daughter uh my only daughter and then um i noticed my like food kind of changed and my uh, relationship food kind of changed where it became um this really unfortunate love affair and such to where you know, that was my emotional pacifier Mm. and such. Mm -hmm. So, um, fasting forward, then I became a single parent and there wasn't, you know, sometimes we had food stamps, sometimes they cut us off. And so I knew rice was always going to be a staple. I mean, go Asian. So, um, it was also a lot of pasta because that was filling. Mm-hmm. It was also a lot of pizza because that was cheap and filling. Mm-hmm. And so that kind of became like the MO for a better part of seven years was just survive. Well, then in my journey with Palmer, of course, you come around different families and stuff and they're like, no, food is love. And I'm like, what? <laughs> sure. What are you talking about? And they were very Southern and all of a sudden it changed again, you know, um, 
the relationship with food kind of changed where it's like, no, really flavor. You don't need to be doing carbs mm-hmm. <laughs> all the time. And um, that then I, I started playing rugby for them and it was driving me absolutely bonkers that I was playing a contact sport and albeit not well. You know, it was several days of training and I wasn't shifting my body in any shape or form Mm. and I couldn't understand and it was pissing me off and I was just like, you've got to be kidding me. You know, I'm putting in food, I'm surviving, I'm surviving Palmer, you know, um, they taught me how to drink beer, which was great and, (laughs) you know, and I, and I had a lot of great relationships and I thought things were going well, but it was still pissing me off that I wasn't losing any weight Uh and I was like, this is, this is nuts it's just insanity and then um i got a really awesome knee injury and that slowed me down even further sure and so i was just like well and then i got pregnant and then i'm like this is great you know and so i was really just in survival mode mm-hmm. and that was it um flash forward met my second husband and he was like food is really good I'm like, I slow men down by feeding them well. I'm like, you're winning. And um, it, it became a little bit more about flavor and about getting better ingredients because now we were in a place to where that could happen. And I started paying attention to what we we're actually putting in. Mm-hmm. And that's when that relationship with food really started to change a lot. Um, and still, yet I wasn't losing any weight. <laughs> It was insane, but the volume of food that I was putting in had shifted dramatically, and I've never been historically a person that eats breakfast. Like, the minute I eat breakfast, I feel like I ought to go take a nap and stuff, and I really couldn't understand why everybody was like, you need to eat breakfast. This is essential. You should do this, Um, and at that point, um, my parents had said, oh, well, you should do kind of like Fit for Life, where you should do veggies and water-based foods for your dinner and you know that way you're not your body's not working so hard at night and then go have breakfast and lunch and I'm like "Mm." and it just never served my body just I couldn't get on board with it so um then in working with uh agriculture foods then she was like fermented foods is life ah and I'm like you gotta be kidding like we grew around kraut like are you Mm -hmm. kidding (laughs) Like, this is, this is what you're saying to me. And, um, she's like, no, this is whole foods without vinegar fermented Mm -hmm. and it's going to be important to you. And so really that last year and a half was spent cleaning up my gut. Mm -hmm. And I really didn't think I had (laughs) gut issues because like I had on time bowel movements, there is no wickedness and stuff unless I went off the rails and ate something for my food intolerance. Mm -hmm. And so I started incorporating kombucha into the mix and I fought her on that because I'm intolerant to yeast. And I was like, dude, you've got yeast going in your kombucha. Can we talk about this? This is like a part of the whole microbiome stuff. I'm like, dude, I'm going to be an inflamed hot mess. And sure enough, that was just the opposite. And it really cleaned up my gut and I really started feeling better. Then she goes, hey, we're going to Nebraska to the keto summit. And I'm like, dude, I... Like, let's just get out of Iowa for, I don't care. (laughs) To the great state of Nebraska. (laughs) I know. I was like. (laughs) So, so, so if you haven't picked up on this, um, if you're familiar with the Enneagram, Kim is definitely an Enneagram seven, um, which means she's, she's always a yes. (laughs) 
but it's fun. <laughs> Sometimes even if it's not, like fasting. You know? yeah. <laughs> sure, we'll do it. God bless America. Um, <laughs> so we picked up and I'm just like, well, this ought to be entertaining because I had flirted with some of the information from keto and stuff. Little did I know I was going to like keto Mecca with like the big powers to be of influencers within that. And, um, you know, I just kind of watched it and my jaw was just unhinged probably half of the time. And I'm just like, dude, this is what, you know, and, um, one of my favorites that I, and that I got to meet was Danny Vega. And he was like, you should try carnivore. I'm like, what? That's all you do is eat meat. What? I'm like, oh, all the bacon. I can see it now. It's going to rain bacon. This is going to be great. And he goes, mm, not quite. <laughs> I don't know about this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it was interesting, though, because it pushed further the fact of um, eating nose to tail. Sure. And really doing, again, more whole foods, mm-hmm. less refined. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, well, what can possibly go wrong mm-hmm. by doing this? And mm-hmm. so I test drove it and I was like, holy crap, I feel a lot better. I don't feel the weather change with my knee, you know, and inflammation started going down. I was like, ah, I don't have cankles. This is awesome. Mm -hmm. Right on, Batman. And it really started changing some things. I was like, you know, maybe there's something to this. Because I had also done the work with a naturopathic doctor before where she's like, you know, you should really eat ancestrally as well. And I was like, well, that's that's messed up, dude, because that's Korean and German. I was like, that's carbs and everything else. I'm like, seriously, I should be good. I'm an omnivore. Yay. Go team. No. (laughs) So, um, I had already been flirting randomly with fasting, Mm -hmm. but not on a consistent basis where it actually makes some kind of difference. Mm -hmm. And so, um, that then after listening to streaming guys, podcast, then I was just like, sure. What the hell? let's do this CrossFit thing and like see, cause I'm kind of an all or nothing kind of gal and yeah, here we are. Yeah. And then I figured if I was going to do this and not repeat history with like rugby, then I, I should just, you know, get a little cleaned up more with the food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That was, that was a great summary. You just kind of yeah. <laughs> took it over there. Um, cool. So, when when was like the first time that you um, when was the first time you realized that hey maybe I've got some negative effects happening in my life that have something to do with my health um so it was two almost three years now um when I um again, due to a buddy had said, go talk to a naturopathic doctor because I had felt like I was really meant to be a night owl and I thrived better at being a night owl, but I was still for like over 10 years doing a four shot latte in the morning just to survive. But mm-hmm. by the time noon hit, I, I felt like I was running on a water. Like I was just like exhausted. And then I'd pick up from that lull somewhere at time around four or five and I'd be, I'd be golden. I got like this other surge of energy and then gone. And she was like, Kim, that's, that's not normal. I was like, Hey, you know, I'll sleep when I die. <laughs> I got shit to do. I've got kids, mm-hmm. the family. I'm like, really honestly, who has time to sleep and who has time to do this crap? And, um, at the same time, um, I was having severe hair loss 
clearly I'm not missing any. Um, I was having really crazy dry skin, which is just kind of an oxymoron when you're a massage therapist, considering like how much, you know, stuff I'm swimming in (laughs) on a daily. Um, And my cycles were really bad off and such. And so we did the testing and sure enough, my cortisol dumps off at like 10 a.m. And it's craptacular. And then it picks up at night, which is totally inappropriate. Mm-hmm. And it also explains why some of this visceral fat wouldn't go. I was like, I thought it was just the C-sections. Um, sure enough, I've got Hashimoto's. This is why I can power nap is two hours for me. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, oh, by the way, you have the MFTHR gene mutation too. Go team. You should, you know, you don't methylate the way everybody else does. I was like, what's that got to do with the tea in China? So, and he's like, oh, and your testosterone is crap. Oh, your estrogen is crap. I'm like, dude, it's all stored here. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know what y'all's problem is. Um, so we worked in, in the diet was a good part of this, but he wanted me to do a lot of injected hormones and mm-hmm. a lot of, um, hormones on a daily basis and I tried it for a month and yeah I felt great but I was like what happens in long term like what does that actually look like Mm -hmm. and I wasn't comfortable with that Mm -hmm. and so I went off and everything just went back like Mm -hmm. 15 pounds came right back and yeah yeah it wasn't cool and so um it was interesting because with cleaning up what I was eating made almost the same kind of feelings sure. it did when I was taking all the hormones. Sure. I was just like, Ooh, Hey, <laughs> what's this about? And so, um, it's been this last month that I've really seen a complete shift where I've really, um, made sure that there's some hardcore boundaries. Uh, and like when I go to sleep, I don't care if like I actually get, no matter what you're going to find me in bed, I'll be at texting or whatever <laughs> in bed. Um, but that's, that's it. And I've cleaned up my sleep hygiene and several other things with that. But then also too, I'm, um, changed my timing with Mm -hmm. eating Mm -hmm. and, um, metabolic Mike, he does a lot Mm -hmm. about timing and stuff. And so when I initially had heard his talk, I'm like, well, timing's got to be different for everybody and sure shit. (laughs) It really is. And stuff because like my husband's timing is totally different from my timing. But net, I realized that inherently and unconsciously the not eating breakfast was actually what my body really wanted. Mm -hmm. And so now I'm spending more time going, oh, I'm tired. I should just even just lay down, get horizontal. And now it's only like 15 minutes of being horizontal. I'm like, okay. Let's go do something more. Now I can do something more. And so I'm cued in more into what my body is telling me and it's serving me way better. And there's no like eye twitch (laughs) in the process of doing this. And so, yeah, it, I haven't had, um, a thyroid storm in a really long time because of that. Yeah. It's awesome. Very cool. That's awesome. And, and besides the month or so that you were on the, basically the synthetic stuff like you haven't done anything like that Mm-mm. since then no <clears throat> were these uh like sex hormone replacements that you were doing yeah or? so okay. it was all the full estrogen and then uh progest- a little bit of progesterone and then testosterone mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. stuff and he was just like flabbergasted how low all my levels were mm-hmm. and i was like i'm hiding them in my visceral fat 
I don't know what your problem is. And he goes, yeah, this isn't cool. This, you're, yeah. you're not working. And so, um, my inflammation levels were also off the charts. Mm, and I also yeah. found out too, that I was having a full rampant, full body candida, like factory going on, which made sense because like everything was sugar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a lot of sugar and yeah. stuff. And so, um, that also helped drive with the, the chocolate creation and stuff sure. was, you know, how do you, um, sugar makes you do some really wild, crazy stuff. Like I went cold Turkey on sugar. That was nuts. I don't recommend that. <laughs> and I found myself inadvertently like in a fast food line in, mm. in the line for the coffee shop. And I was like, dude, how did I land here? Well, since I'm here, we might as well yeah. go right ahead and stuff. And they're insidious little buggers. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all of a sudden you find yourself in front of a cherry crisp and you're like, Oh, how did I get there? And yet the, my body responded immediately. So after cleaning things up, like I would take a bite of something sure, and it was like, boom, you had horrible sweats. I, I, you know, like my hands were swelling, things were starting to get itchy. I was like, Oh, that's a bummer. You know? So my body was like, Oh, that was a bad choice, Kim. <laughs> yeah. 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 <clears throat> yeah, it's almost like the body when you, back to the first principle, when you give it what it needs and stay away from what it doesn't, and you can do that um, for an extended period of time, your body's like, yeah, this is what's supposed to happen. And then when you go off it at all, it kind of just wants to warn you. Yeah. Oh, and vividly. I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to do that. Yeah. And what's interesting about now as opposed to in the past where I've tried to do the diets and such is now I'm not resentful and stressed out about it, which is a huge component, sure. you know, like the counting calories thing that went out a window a long time ago because I thought it was stupid. Cause how do you thrive and actually count that depending on your variable activity? Um, and so before, you know, I was like, Oh, you should try the mainstay, like the Jenny Craig's and stuff like that. And just count everything. I was like, dude, I'm going to get neurotic about it. Like mm-hmm. the OCD is going to kick in pretty hard. Sure. And you know, they're like live by a scale. I'm like, I- I'm going to murder somebody that made me yeah. totally stabby. Whereas now it's like, I look at the, my fitness pal and was like, Oh yeah, I win for protein today. <laughs> like right on. It, it's not as a torturing mm-hmm. yeah. and stuff and, yeah. and triggering. Sure. Sure. Yeah. <clears throat> so, what what like how how did that change like is is it because you've experienced relief of symptoms or like how how have you kind of felt like positive change happen and it like so what it takes is you you're, you're changing your behavior right you, you're going from, you know, this learned behavior in your life's history and you have to change that behavior to experience a different outcome, right? But like you said, miraculously, you find yourself in the fast food line, like how did I get here? How did I get here, right? What, what, has, what has been the most significant thing that has changed to like help you actually express different behavior now instead of constantly living in what you've known historically um being prepared it okay. is huge 
and stuff because the minute you're not prepared and that's why I do like meals prep to table mm-hmm. um, because then I don't have to feel like I'm resorting sure you know and doing clutch behaviors yeah and stuff so really it's been about being prepared and knowing look so I'm gonna be coming into class first thing in the morning and knocking it out so I've kind of mentally mapped out where I'm going to go to next. And I've gotten past this thought process that dinner can't be breakfast <laughs> and um, that there's got to be protein to fuel the fire because I've just come off like an 18 hour fast from the night before. And so um, that'll sustain me and not make me stabby. And so um, it was really that tiny shift of timing education and stuff that helps tremendously. I don't know if that answers your question. No, that's good. That's good. Um, So, so like you have, like you said, you have felt a lot better the past month. Yeah. And then ironically to like get on the scale and be like, Ooh, five pounds left. And then it wasn't with, I say without tremendous effort in air quotes. Sure. But, um, it was it, the timing. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, so what, what Kim's referring to is um, the so like the first the first phase of our nutrition coaching is 100% focused on education. Right. So we're we're not like we're not setting a goal and you know looking to get a certain type of outcome. We want to learn about food and about how we deal with it. Right. And have a good solid base of education. Right. Right. Start there. And then once we have a good understanding, okay, then let's create a goal. Let's use this education to like make a good plan and then go execute on the plan, right? And so what you're referring to is we kind of laid that foundation, made some tweaks. You 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 came in with a good like it's kind of like you had um, you know you had influence from a lot of different areas that was all like really good influence, and we kind of just took all that stuff and shaped it for you. Right. Right. That's kind of what we did. Yeah. And so you're saying even in just that kind of like taking this and just honing it in, just kind of tightening it up a little bit, drop five pounds in a month. Right. Yeah. Like, like fantastic. Right. And so now it's like you're, this is a unique place for us to be in. You're kind of like in the midst of, we set a pretty lofty goal, right? (laughs) Yes. Set a pretty lofty goal, and it's like we want to work towards that, right? So most of the time, I said this before we started. Most of the time, we get this this picture of you know these people with these phenomenal transformations, and you see you know you know here's where I was five years ago. Here's where I am today, like jacked and shredded and all this stuff. But it's like. Where's the in-between? Yeah, we don't, we don't necessarily get to talk to that person in the midst of that, yeah. right? So it's like you're always talking with, you know, rose-colored glasses looking back, but it's like where are you at right now looking at, hey, I've, I've got a real big goal. I'm going to go after it, right? Where is like your head and your emotions and stuff like right now? So it's interesting because I've done different challenges in the past. You know, they, they've all put them out there. And what was interesting is um, those weren't sustainable 
for me long term sure and such like in my mind that was such a struggle bus to do it just for that short window of time for that challenge mm -hmm. um that as soon as the challenge stopped like i went off the rails and so this right. time you know it's it's more readable to be a lifestyle mm -hmm. where it's not going to be wicked because i i know how it feels like on the other side where i've gone off the rails or i've only been half-assing it and doing it full throttle, like I'm feel way better. I'm getting way better performance, you know, and I'm also then able to see different patterns that need to be tweaked and changed yeah. and stuff just with my own body. Yeah. And so, um, I've never seen definition pop up in such a short window of time like it has now. And I'm just like winning side effect. <laughs> Yeah, there you like, go. Go team. Um, and so that's where it makes it um, seemingly more attainable to hit a loftier goal Yeah, and stuff because it's... Um, You're not suffering Yeah, on the way there. Yeah. That's not the goal. <laughs> like it shouldn't be a struggle bus. Right. You know, and it just seems like that's what's being purveyed as the way to go and as set yeah. as an expectation that you should have the struggle bus besides doing the physical aspect and right. it just seems for a fluffy gal just to be such an ominous thing to even approach and so unattractive to approach um then going look we're not going to count calories we're not going to do this we're mm -hmm. not going to fall into these traps and triggers mm -hmm. we're just going to say does it feel good does it not feel good mm -hmm. is that what your body is actually telling you or is that what your brain is actually telling you and we've had one of these discussions mm -hmm. before mm -hmm. so that's where it makes the hundred pounds, like actually more doable. Kim's going to lose a hundred pounds. I don't know if you heard that. Ninety-five. <laughs> uh, <95, right? laughs> well, true. Yeah, true. Yeah, okay, yeah, sure. we're, we're, yeah, 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 wherever we're at now. Good yeah. call, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the save. <laughs> Math. Um, so yeah, yeah. Th that's that's the biggest distinction. That's that's huge, right? Because <laughs> a, a massive goal, and and so we're talking about losing hundred pounds. Like even if it's like even if it's uh, we'll take something crazy like paying off your mortgage, right? Hundreds of thousands of dollars, right? To look at that and say I'm gonna do this and have the understanding that it's like I'm gonna suffer and eat rice and beans f until I get there, and it's gonna be god awful. But I'm but I'm gonna enjoy the fact that I got there. It's like ah. Uh, let let let's reshape this, right? Let's find something that's going to allow us to thrive on the way there, right? And then still enjoy the fruits of our labor when we get there, right? Yeah. The goal is not for us to like <laughs> starve and to like be in this super compromised state until oh oh health is over there. Right when I reach this thing, it's like, no, we're looking at you as a human being as a whole, right? Giving the body what it needs, staying away from what it doesn't, and as a result of that comes health. And okay, we can maybe do a few extra things along the way that are not suffering, right? You, you didn't kill anybody when you didn't eat last weekend, right? <laughs> but like let's let's do the things that are actually going to improve health along the way 
and like getting to this checkpoint is just a continuation of the good things that we've already been doing. Yeah. Right. That's cool. Right. Which I, <clears throat> I think the, that's even more important. Um, I wish people could understand that, it, that the getting there is more important than actually whatever this goal is getting to that goal. Right. So, and we've, right. You can experience this people. I want to lose 50 pounds. They do whatever it takes. To, like some of the stuff you've mentioned, um, kind of the, the classical weight loss type stuff. They get to that 50 pounds, but they, they never developed any habits. They never learned anything about health. They, right. they weren't actually living a healthy lifestyle, but they still got there because there's multiple ways of getting to that goal. And now they're not equipped to live the rest of their life. Right? Yeah. They're just now 50 pounds lighter. So even if they, right. they didn't have that, even if they never gave that 50 pounds back, they still wouldn't be necessarily living a healthy lifestyle where I would say a person is even healthier if they do what they're supposed to be doing and they don't even quite get to that losing at 50 pounds, but they're ready to live like that for the rest of their life as opposed to somebody who gets to a goal right. and then <laughs> goes off the rails. Right, right, right. goes off the rails. Um, or like I even said, uh, even if it's not specific to their goal, let's say they don't gain back that 50 pounds, but they're just are still not living a healthy lifestyle. Then right. something else is going to happen, you know, with their, with their health. Um, where if they're doing the right stuff for a long period of time, yes, they're going to eventually get to goals that they have, but they're also doing it the right way. Mm -hmm. Um, which is far, far better than just reaching a goal. Right. So for, for example, a great example would even just be fasting, right? Like we believe it's a great tool for, weight loss and for, and for health and all this stuff. Right. But if, if we only used the tool of fasting to reach a goal, something that we'd say is a good thing and that we're going to use, but we don't learn how to interact with food. Like we're going to get to a point where we need to eat food eventually. Right. Like we need to understand how do I deal with this food? Right. right. Like, um, <clears throat> I uh, I forget who talks about it, but food, so when we're looking at like addictive substances, I think I might have said this to you at one point, we're looking at addictive substances, alcohol, drugs, right? Sugar. <laughs> right. <laughs> looking at somebody who is addicted to a substance, the solution for most of those things is you're never going to touch that thing again in your life, Right. Alcoholic, you're you're never you're never going to drink again, right? You're substance abuser, you're ne like you're not going to touch this stuff. We can't say that with food. We can say that with maybe certain types, right? Maybe it's you're never going to you know touch white flour or refined sugar or whatever. Like maybe that can be true, but like food, you you have to interact with this. So we have to learn how to do that. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I, th <clears throat> I mean, we hit on this a little bit in our last podcast when we were talking with Dr. Matt um, of just the difference in the philosophies of health of kind of a medical approach is they still might talk about nutrition. They might talk about exercise. They might talk about fasting, but it's coming from a therapeutic perspective, right? You have this problem. So now let's look at diet. Let's look at exercise. Let's look at fasting to help you get rid of this whatever we need to treat type Problem. thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, these are the things that are required for the human body to, to reach optimal health, right. To, to survive and thrive. Like mm -hmm. we say, 
So that, from that perspective, <clears throat> excuse me, it's not coming at it from a therapy, from a therapeutic perspective. It's this is just a lifestyle that's that's required for for optimal health to be reached. So one of the things that I had been diagnosed as um, in in my twenties was overeaters and overeating and such. And I thought that was hilarious at the time because I was like, no, I'm I'm seafood. It looks good. Filling a hole, fill the need. Mm-hmm. Done. Walk yeah. away. I was like, I don't know where you're coming from on this. And um, where was I going with this? I totally lost it now. No, that's okay. <laughs> um, it it the my relationship with the food mm-hmm. and and oh, I was put on um a 200 calorie diet and stuff. 200 calories a day. Yes. And they're like, that will, that will solve your problem. This will all melt away. You'll be fine. And you keep on momming and lifing and calling a day. And I just looked at them. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Like a slice of bread is probably going to be like three quarters of that 200. I'm like, are you kidding me? And they're like, oh, just have lemon water. You know, just, you know, we, we got to get you on track because you're morbidly obese. That You know, you're at your end point. You need to take these measures. Otherwise, you know, we're going to have to take over. And I, I just looked at them and I was floored. I was like, who survives on 200 calories? I was yeah. like, I guarantee you couldn't survive on 200 calories. I was like, I don't understand this. And that really triggered and springboarded this whole resentment and mm-hmm. trigger for counting mm-hmm. calories and sure. stuff. Because I was like, how are you going to actually thrive? You know, as you guys talk about often, mm-hmm. how are you going to actually thrive and be functional and and be able to like have your life right and right. stuff and that's where again like now changing things to where things are now it's just like night and day it's like okay well i can do this and and it was interesting because one of my buds was like well don't you have a cheat day in there i was like dude <laughs> a cheat taste is enough to throw my body into just an angry yeah. situation yeah i'm like i just no it's not even worth it yeah you know and so that's where before it would have been, yeah, we're going to take the whole cheat day. We're going to go off the rails. We're going to definitely get pizza. We're going to get the cheese curds. We're going to like all of the things and stuff. And then we'll worry about the repercussions, but it's just kind of like drinking yeah. for me now and stuff. If I have more than a couple cocktails, like the retribution for the next and the recovery from that for the next several days, mm-hmm. unfortunately mm-hmm. <laughs> is, is not worth it, you know, yeah. and that's like with good food, it's totally worth the cost. It's totally worth the time and the effort to find it and get it. Um, as opposed to driving through somewhere and just going uh, fill a need, see a need mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. 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 A, Alex posted a little joke on, uh, our Facebook group. Somebody's asking about a, a protein shake and she used the term meal replacement shake. And Alex said, well, I like to, fast as a form of meal replacement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cause that, I mean that, that is just a whole, uh, you know, we're just trained to think, you know, if I'm going to lose weight, I just need to reduce the number of calories that I'm, that I'm eating. So therefore if I'm going to eat a meal, I'm going to ingest more food. So how about I just drink something that has some calories, but not as much as if I was going to eat to replace that meal. That just kind of goes outside of the, um, again, this kind of philosophy of, no, let's just live a healthy lifestyle, you know, and not try to try to trick the body into, into doing something that we want it to do. If we can stick to and maintain this, a certain lifestyle, then what we want to see happen will happen. 
Right. So that's kind of where I was oh, coming yeah, from yeah. with that is. No, I just, <laughs> I laughed out loud. <laughs> but it's like, so what you described there with the, the calorie deficit, right? And, and not being able to function on that, like literally to, to kind of sum up our thoughts and the reality of the, the, the calorie deficit is your body is downregulating all function to like match the energy that you're giving in. It's saying, if, if this is all the energy you're going to give me, I got to like, uh, okay, I have to kind of do things in a sense more efficiently, right? But like basically all that means is make everything function way less, right? So in, in another sense, it's actually less efficient and be able to stay alive, prioritize, okay, what is, like, let's make sure the heart is still beating. Great. Okay, let's do that. And let's make sure the oxygen is still, you know, coming in and out. Like, okay, let's do that. Everything else, yeah, not so much, right? It's like, like, your body's really smart. It's going to keep you alive. It's going to do whatever it takes. But as far as thriving and living optimally on those conditions, it's like, uh, that's not going to happen. Not going to happen. <laughs> right? No. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, another another thing I want to know about. <laughs> what has it been like to start doing CrossFit? <laughs> um, so I am acutely aware of things that my body is able to do and willing to do. <laughs> um, so you know, I again am kind of an all or nothing kind of gal, and um. when I can actually do like a total bar and box jump, that's when I figure I can say I <laughs> am a crossfitter oh, no, and such. No, no. Um, just because that's, that's again, like the hundred pounds. It's, sure. it's, sure. it's a very low <laughs> lofting goal. And at the same time, I've also um, for several years been doing the work to find where my patterns of dysfunction are, how to work past um, having had four C-sections and mm. two knee scopes. And so I more than the regular person am really aware of mm-hmm. um, where my body is at mm-hmm. and what it can and cannot do. Mm-hmm. Um, there's some things where I definitely need to be pushed in the deep end of the pool where it's just like, no, you're going to go ahead and just knock that out and stuff. However, I know um, functionally I am not in a place to actually go running 200 meters. Sure. It's just not, that's not functional right now for my body mm-hmm. and stuff. And I'm also not at um, a weight point or I've never appreciated running. <laughs> I'm a short little sprint human and stuff. That's why rugby worked really well in my brain. It was just small little car crashes every single time. (laughs) Um, So this has been a real good test to see, you know, each time where a progression is, but then also to um, my body has changed in that period of time coupled with the nutrition component mm-hmm. and stuff and more so in, in a, in a faster pace than what I anticipated. Cool. You know, and I don't know if that's a norm, but for my body, it was just, I was like, Ooh, <laughs> go team. So, um, yeah. Cool. It, yeah. Cool. Is it scary? Uh, yeah. <sighs> and, and I think about it every time the, like the alarm goes off and I'm just like, do I really want to do this? <laughs> And, you know, and to the point where I've kind of grumbled every time my husband goes, 
it's gym day. I'm like, shut your face. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Uh. <laughs> and there's been mornings where he forgot that I was going and it was Wednesday and he's just like, aren't you supposed to be the gym? No, I'm supposed to be sleeping in. <laughs> shut it down. <laughs> to the point where you know he has said you know I want to start doing I want to come with you and I was the evil cow that said you don't even have your gut health in check you cannot start that before you get I am not paying I'm not authorizing that payment until you start like actually changing some of the things that you put in and stuff because he doesn't even recognize, you know, some of his patterns of behaviors and things like that. And so sure. I was the evil cow. He's like, oh, well, you know, our 17 year old son um, is looking time down the barrel of the gun of having diabetes and um, some other stuff. And he's like, oh, he, you know, he should come with you. And I'm like, dude, he's not. He loves holding down my furniture. Like he is in a holding down the furniture pattern and his default is to go to different things. I was like, I'm not going to even introduce that kind of physical stress to his body or his system until he can rationally think past. Now let's go through the drive through and get like, you know, fries and a Big Mac. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. There's lots, lots of work to be done there. <laughs> <laughs> but so that speaks to kind of the, um, I would say the the bigness of what you're doing. So you are right. you have this goal, right. right? You want to change your health. You've done some amazing things to help other people. Are these um, here to eat? Yes. Outside, Sorry. Yes. Outside your family, <laughs> but you now are creating this environment with your habits that you're trying to develop to where now you've just said your your husband's at least noticing what's happening mm-hmm. and interested. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe your son's not interested right now, but he's he going to be in that environment, <laughs> yeah. right? right. Um, where things will change right. over time, you know? Yeah. I mean, you obviously don't have as much time with him as I'm sure you'd like. He's 17, so he'll probably be gone at some point soon. Maybe. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ho- hopefully. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> right, but so that's kind of what we're trying to do. We know that um, right. if we can change, if it, whether it's mom or dad, combination it's not just going to be them that are going to be healthy, right? Moving from sickness to health. It's once that happens and if they can learn the right lifestyle, the right mindset, the right philosophy of health, now that gets passed down to kids, which then, you know, that's hopefully going to be generation to generation is, is the hope, which is a totally different mindset than what we were talking about as far as, Hey, I just want to lose a hundred pounds. So I'm going to come to the gym to, to do that. Right. That's, that would be great. But is that something that actually gets passed down? Right. As opposed to, well, no, I've learned how a human being is supposed to live to reach optimal health. I've developed these habits. That's something that's definitely going to you know, be able to be passed on right, right. to the next generation. We teach, I'm reading this. We teach individuals how to make intentional lifestyle decisions that will result in an optimal state of health. When people are healthy, they have more freedom to enjoy life. And a community of healthy people grows into a healthy and renewed city. That's our goal. Yeah. You're a part of that. Yay. <laughs> totally. In multiple ways. <laughs> yeah. Okay, what do we got here? Um, the full spectrum. Do so a live review. The peanut butter Which jelly. Ones? Okay. The barucas. Okay. The almond joy. The smoked beef bacon. The caramel. Caramel. I want to... This is the. This is mostly the coconut. Yes. Yeah. I got to try this one. I know. 
chewing on camera. Oh, they've been sitting here. A little soft. Yeah, they're soft. Wow. Yeah. So oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, my gosh. So with this particular um, chocolate, um, it doesn't bode well sitting out at room temperature. It needs to be refrigerated. Sure. Otherwise, it it turns um, melts, pretty quickly. Melts away. Yeah. Gosh, that's good. <laughs> Guys, go buy some chocolate. <laughs> That's phenomenal. Yeah. That was the bacon one that I just had. <laughs> Man. So, just so I'm understanding this right, you take the who chocolate and then make these things into the molds. Yep. Mm-hmm. Is that something that you think you're going to continue doing long term as this thing continues to grow? Or are you somehow yeah. going to find some yeah. sort of nope. do your own? This is this is it. So, and, and part of the reason why I opted for who's... Um, is time, the yeah. amount of time right, right, right. and stuff. So um, this is my second business. And so I'm spending my seven days out of the week jockeying between both businesses. And so um, mm-hmm. I, I certainly had the capability to uh, make the chocolate from scratch. And when I was looking at time versus cost, I was like, oh, yeah. who's winning? <laughs> why, why try to perfect what they've got and i i do doc doctorate <laughs> air quote a little bit right and stuff to get the right texture to be able to do the molds and stuff correct. right correct so but it, what's funny is and it's hilarious how what you're looking for is something that is actually minimally processed correct right yeah <laughs> you're looking for somebody to do less to end up with a better product in the end yeah. Right. And that's and that is the hard thing to do. It's 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 harder to find something that is less altered, less contaminated, right? Than to find the things that like have gone through all this additional processing. Stuff. Yeah. Right. Hilarious. We look at meat, for example. How is it that grain finished beef is less expensive than just the natural process if you just let 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 it continue right how is it that doing this additional processing ends up being cheaper on the shelf <laughs> right but i think it, it comes like, down to that fill a need see a need and the shortcuts mm-hmm. that they take to get to it right. and stuff right you know if we mindlessly shove the food in our mouth then we're bypassing so many things that are essential for it to be a healthier process, a healthier, sustainable thing. Yeah. See how these people yeah. stole our tagline. So, so funny. I know. Um, <laughs> this this who company. I I found out about them. So we had a podcast that we started a number of years ago called Restoring Human. Mm-hmm. And, um, like I I'm on Instagram, like looking on different stuff, and like that's how I found these guys was because like. Uh, whether by the name or like we used the same hashtag for something or whatever, um, I found. So they started the, the the restaurant start first. Yes. So it's like this paleo restaurant in Manhattan or somewhere in New York. Um, super legit, like hundred percent paleo, like all super real clean. Foods, I think all farm to tables, like yeah. like the 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 coolest restaurant ever, right? And then they come out with these chocolates and like <laughs> crackers and stuff and they've, they've like mass distribution now um, 
Yeah, but I found out about him because we exactly what you just noticed instantly yeah. was <laughs> that like we had some like similar like branding stuff. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, those are phenomenal. Thanks. Where can people find you? In the indoor farmer's market cool. at the Freight House downtown. So it's connected right by, conveniently, <laughs> Front Street Brewery oh, yeah, and the yeah. diner. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That's Which the Barucas nut. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's the one you I have tried that one. Yeah. yeah. Cool. <laughs> Sweet. Well, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Kim, for being here with us. This was great. And thanks for the treats. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Bonus points for if, if guests bring treats to the podcast. <laughs> you gotta get Tommy from Tommy's Kitchen on the podcast. Oh, jeez. You'll be, yeah. Okay. Well, I won't come. If you can hear me now, that means you made it all the way through the show, and I have a big old thank you for you. Thank you for your attention. Um, thank you for listening all the way through. We hope this has been helpful for you, educational for you, um, entertaining for you, whatever it may be. Um, we really value your attention. What we also value is your feedback. So we would love if you could leave us a comment, leave us a review, send us a message, let us know what you think. Um, let us know if there's any other topics you want to hear us talk about, if there's anybody else you'd like to hear us um, interview or you'd like to hear them talk to us about certain things, whatever it may be. We'd love to hear from you, hear your comments, your suggestions, all of it, okay? Um, on Facebook, you can join our group. It is called Renewing the City. Just a apply I don't know join hit join this group whatever it may be you got to hit join and I got to approve you to be in there um, but on Instagram all you got to do is follow we've got our principles of health going up um, almost every day of the week um, or if you're ready to kind of jump in and really see what it looks like to join us here at the gym uh, you can go to newcity.fitness slash start and schedule time to talk to one of our coaches. Again, we really appreciate you, your time, your attention. Until next time, peace.